Welcome to Saucy Shorts, brought to you by Copycat Creative. This is Mercy by Catherine Case, read by Helen Keeley. So, you're having an affair? Oh, God, look, no, oh, no! Amber flicked her hair out of her eyes irritably and grimaced at her friend. It's not an affair. This isn't fucking Emmerdale. She took a sip of her wine, playing for a bit of time. She had had her reservations about this conversation. Louise was her best friend, someone who'd loved her for a very long time. They had navigated all of life's peaks and troughs, heartbreak, career disasters, family stress, together for so long that it seemed natural that she share this with her. But Louise, a die-hard monogamist and committed for many years now to the slightly dull but wholly dependable Angus, was never going to jump for joy at Amber's big reveal. Indeed, there was every chance that, close as they were, Louise was going to be thoroughly unimpressed with the news that Amber had recently upgraded a harmless inter-office flirtation to a full-blown sexual relationship. With one of her colleagues. Who happened to be married. As it turned out, unimpressed didn't really cover it. No? Louise inquired, raising an eyebrow and leaving her own wine untouched. Then what would you call it? I can think of a few things. She began to tick these off on her fingers. Irresponsible, selfish, cruel, not to mention bloody stupid. Amber was ignoring her, pretending to idly scan the wine menu as Louise's reprimands washed over her. Amber, you pay this woman's salary. You could get her fired. You could ruin her life. Not to mention the impact this is going to have on your own career. Oh, please, Amber snapped. Don't be so fucking dramatic. I know of no less than three male board members who are all shagging girls half their age from the marketing team. All married. All carrying on like it's nothing. And I don't pay her salary. The company does. This... Amber leant forward, tapping the table with a forefinger to emphasise her point, is nothing more than a bit of good old-fashioned homophobia. Louise flushed furiously. I am not, she shouted, causing a few couples at the bar to glance in their direction. Lowering her voice to a pissed-off whisper, she continued, I am not homophobic, Amber. Don't tar all gay people with your shoddy morals. Being gay doesn't automatically make you a homewrecker. Okay. Ow. Amber held up her hands defensively, mildly stung. I'm just saying, why should it be fine for the old men, but immoral for me? Don't use feminism to excuse this. You have to admit. She now allowed herself a little whine. This isn't your usual style. What, the married person bit or the female person bit? Don't be facetious. Irritability crept in at the edges of her words. You know I don't care which gender you date. This wasn't strictly true. Every time Amber tried to regale her with a sex story, the ones featuring other women always left Louise a little squeamish. She would often try to change the subject to something less exotic. Work, for example, or the weather. Once, in the middle of a particularly excellent anecdote involving a Brazilian makeup artist, Louise interrupted her with a tangent about the price of her new washing machine. Amber swiftly reversed the line of fire. Not for nothing, Lou. I'm not sure you've got much room to talk when it comes to other people's partners. 
What's that supposed to mean? Um, Angus? Amber splayed her hands. Angus had a girlfriend when you two got together. Pow! Louise hated to be reminded of this decidedly questionable chapter in her history. Nobody knew that better than Amber. That was completely different, and you know it. He was unhappy, and she was stealing money from him. And, she added with feeling, they weren't married. A technicality, Amber scoffed. You wanted Angus and you took him, even though he absolutely did not belong to you. And just for the record, here she pointed a finger at her friend, I never once judged you for it. A muggy silence descended on the two women, neither wanting to budge an inch. Okay, Louise broke first. Truce. Tell me about her. What she got that you absolutely cannot live without. At this, Amber smiled dreamily and sat back in her chair. Ah, oh, Lou. Her eyes almost glazed over. She's just... She's something else. Amber honestly hadn't meant for it all to happen. Really, she hadn't. The day Mercy Gold had sauntered up to her desk, put down a mug of coffee and said, Milk, no sugar, yeah? Something had burst inside Amber. Something she'd not yet been able to dam up. She'd barely remembered Mercy arriving at the company. But appointing new receptionists wasn't really in her job description. She managed a team of 16 creatives, needier than a corral of toddlers. And unless it was a graphic designer or a copywriter, Amber had very little to do with new hires. But this new smiling face framed by a short, dark shock of curls that greeted her at the front desk as she arrived each morning. It lingered with her. No, it haunted her. So, when this new receptionist, with her curly hair and her pretty green eyes, started making drive-bys past Amber's desk, dropping off coffee, stopping to chat, Amber began to wonder if the fascination might just be mutual. The drive-by soon evolved into cosy lunches for two at a pub around the corner. The improbably named Mercy was sparky and acerbic. Amber could listen to her verbally assassinate someone all day. They gossiped about which powerful, older, inevitably male colleagues were quietly romancing which much younger, beautiful female colleagues exchanged snippets about their day and made one another laugh. By the time the big company summer party swung round in July, taking this woman home seemed all but inevitable. They didn't even discuss it. Mercy simply fetched their coats, while Amber ordered a taxi. When they awoke, tangled up and naked together the following morning, Amber could not suppress a foreign feeling of giddiness. They stayed in bed all day, giggling, watching old episodes of Friends, and learning one another by heart. When Amber idly wondered where Mercy's husband thought she was, she firmly shoved the thought to one side. Her name is Mercy. Louise's eyebrow arched once more. It was really getting a workout today. What kind of a name is Mercy? Amber swatted her away with one hand. Shut up. 
I think it's beautiful. She had a sudden, vivid flashback to a tattoo Mercy had somewhere that she wasn't entirely sure she wanted to share with Louise just now. You're blushing, Louise remarked, folding her arms. It must be love. What? No, it's not. No, it's not. Love per se, it's just, you know, it's something. Amber floundered, the reality of the situation suddenly rendering her speechless. Speechless? Apart from... Oh, shit. Louise's mouth fell open. Amber! She almost screeched, once more attracting the attention of their fellow diners. Amber? Are you... in love with this woman? Lower your voice. Look, I haven't actually got that worked out yet. It's just a... delicate situation. Louise slammed her glass down, nearly cracking it. This was an unprecedented development. Amber, she of the varied and exotic back catalogue of ex-lovers, was a proud heartbreaker, known for abandoning even the most promising of relationships a few weeks in. The moment she felt her feet begin to itch, she was pulling on her coat and hailing a taxi. Amber didn't fall in love. She seduced, she bedded, and she left. That was her hard-wired pattern for as long as Louise had known her. And now here she was, flustered and doe-eyed over some married woman she'd known for five minutes. This wasn't a delicate situation. This was a midlife crisis. Louise changed tack. Amber tended to respond poorly to intervention. OK, yeah, no, I can see it's delicate. So, she's talked to you about leaving her husband? Um, yeah, we've definitely discussed it, offered Amber, trying hard to remember if they had discussed it or not, or whether it was just one of those unspoken truths that sat in bed between them. So she's still living with her husband? Well, yeah, where else would she live? She never stays at mine. Well, not often. Where does the husband think she is when she's with you? I don't know. Look, Lou, she can't just leave. He, the husband, he gets depressed and breaks out in eczema when he's stressed, so leaving him suddenly could really, really harm him. She trailed off, a little dissatisfied with her own explanations. She looked at her lap, desperately trying to avoid Louise's unwavering gaze. Uh-huh. So she can't leave yet, but she's going to? She's told you this? Yes, lied Amber feeling her cheeks warm. Why was Louise ruining this for her? Why are you ruining this for me? I'm not trying to be a killjoy. But Amber, this is serious. I'm trying to make you take it seriously. We're talking about someone else's marriage. Anger flooded Amber's body. She felt herself squaring her shoulders. Why do you care so much about this marriage of theirs? It's not your marriage, Lou. I'm not shagging your partner. But you are carrying on with someone's partner, Louise said quietly. It's just, it's not a good look, is it? It's not, it's not nice, is it? Nice? Amber actually sneered. That's what's important, is it? Being nice. Not being passionate or excited or deliriously happy. No, fuck all of that. It's so much better to be nice. 
Amber looped her handbag over her arm, not bothering to pay for her round. Let Louise get it for once. She was the one who'd ruined their evening. I'm going. I don't have to sit here and listen to you pissing all over my parade. Amber, come on, sit down. I'm just trying to help. It's a funny sort of help. I'll see you later. Turning on her heel, Amber left her best friend spouting platitudes, trying to coax her back. She blocked Louise out. She didn't understand, couldn't hope to understand. What Amber was embarking upon with mercy, it was rare, it was indefinable, it was real. How could someone like Louise, content at home with steady old Angus, possibly comprehend true passion? In a way, Amber pitied her. As she pushed open the heavy door to the pub and stretched out into the warm September night, she paused, gulping down a deep breath of fresh air. She fished her phone out of her bag and composed a text to Mercy. There was only one person she wanted to see right now. Hi, gorgeous. Just finished up with Lou. She's really pissed me off. Bore you with it later. Are you about? Meet you at the flat? Kiss. Send. She dropped her phone back into her bag and struck out in the direction of the tube, turning over Louise's words in her head as she paced along. It's not nice, is it? Nice. Well, who the fuck wanted to be nice anyway? Just as she reached the station, her anger now merely simmering, she was distracted by a voice. More accurately, a laugh. North London was a cacophony of different sounds and voices at all hours of the day and night. But something about this one, a high, tinkling peal of laughter, made her stop short. She knew that laugh. Or rather, she knew the owner of that laugh. Knowing what she'd see almost before she saw it, Amber turned and alighted on a couple strolling towards her arm in arm. He was tall, hopelessly handsome with a hipstery beanie pulled over his ears. He was pure Camden, torn jeans, artful, finely inked tattoos. A dead ringer for O.T. Fagbenley if he squinted. He threw his head back, laughing at something his companion was saying. She was cuddled into him, fitting almost perfectly under his arm and walking in step with him. Her small, skippy steps somehow matching his long, loping stride. Her dark, curly hair nuzzled into his shoulder, with the kind of tenderness that comes only from years of practised intimacy. Their eyes locked for a split second. Fear flashed across her pretty face, but she didn't even break her stride. Taking advantage of Amber's shock, she propelled her husband past her astounded lover and onto a nearby escalator. Within seconds, she had got clean away. Her husband, however, could not help but notice the attractive woman staring at them as they crossed the station. He might have imagined it, but she had seemed about to approach them. Did you see that woman? He asked his wife as they glided further underground the rumbling of trains growing louder. What woman? Mercy replied disinterestedly, checking her phone without looking up at him. 
Amber watched their heads disappear as the escalator carried them away. Follow them? No. How would that end? She felt a numbness spread across her limbs and spine. She knew she needed to catch a train in order to get home, but feared encountering them a second time. She stood still at the top of the escalators, allowing a handful of irritable evening commuters to step round her to access the moving stairs. She hovered there until she felt a hand on her shoulder, a hand that gently guided her round. Lou? I know. I saw. Come on. Louise tucked an arm through Amber's and pulled her onto the escalator. They'll be gone by now. Amber allowed herself to be guided onto a train, sitting in rocking silence until West Finchley Station trundled into view. Before rising to disembark, she turned to her friend. Don't. Not now. I can't hear it just yet. I didn't say anything. Louise squeezed her hand, before sinking back into her seat and watching her friend stepping onto the platform. Amber walked out of the station and turned left in the direction of her flat, her mind still sludgily piecing together what she'd just seen, as she was admitting to herself how very far away her new lover had looked from ending her marriage. Her phone pinged brightly. Not tonight. I'm in the West End with my mum. Tomorrow? I'm dying to see you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Amber was many things, but she was no fool. She calmly scrolled to Mercy's number and deleted it, along with every message and every photo. Then she turned off her phone and picked up her pace to a brisk stride. She had an early meeting tomorrow. She needed some sleep. This short story was brought to you by Copycat Creative and read by Helen Keeley. To receive a saucy shorts email to your inbox every Friday, please subscribe via the link found on the Saucy Shorts podcast homepage. Saucy Shorts, just a little bit of what you fancy.